I just feel like we're going to get laughed at by like every European in the European queue. I mean, they've already been laughing at us for the past four and a half years, so nothing's really going to change that. That's true. The sad but true fact. Hey guys, welcome to season two of Wing It. You're going to be joining myself, Yvonne, and my best mate Aisha on for another journey of highs and lows of our 20s. Now we are definitely midway through. We're on the road to 30 now. So be ready for some different topics, different guests, and yeah, taking you into 2021 with some new fresh content. And can't wait for you to join us along for the ride. Keep winging it. Whoop. Hello guys, welcome the year of 2021. Even though we're kind of already a good three weeks into January, this is officially the first 2021 episode of Wing It. So we are super excited to be back. We are sorry it's been such a long break over December and the new year. We kind of had quite a few things going on last month. We weren't able to record as much as we would have liked. But we still hope you had a good, well-deserved break over Christmas and New Year, even though it may have been a little bit quieter. I know definitely for both of us, it was a lot quieter than we would have anticipated or expected. But I don't know. I guess for me, it was just kind of nice to just switch off. Everyone kind of goes into a bit of a lull over Christmas and New Year where it's just nothing's open, no offices are open, no work needs to be done. It's just kind of a nice lull, nice mental break. Because at the moment, I feel like my life has gone back to going 100 zillion miles an hour. Yeah, this is the first time I've spoken to you in about, no, I think the last time I spoke to you was like the 2nd of Jan. Anniversary. Yeah, it was on your anniversary because you were cleaning your fridge. Yes, I was cleaning my fridge on my anniversary, guys. That's that was it was a great, great day. (laughs) I was deep cleaning my fridge. But yeah, I think it was just nice to have that time just I came off social media quite a little bit as well, which I think I needed. I just needed a break from like the screen just to kind of be with my family. Luckily, we managed to get down to see my family before the proper lockdown came into place. It was literally like two days before. So we were really, really lucky that we got to spend that time with my immediate family. We didn't get to see anyone else. But I think for you as well, it was a lot quieter as well, right, Vons? But I guess it was still nice to have that break I mean, for me, it was pretty normal. Like, again, I managed to get down to my parents just before the lockdown as well. Mm. And yeah, I managed to spend it with my parents as normal. But usually I'm seeing so many friends, different family as well. So it was a lot quieter. But because I hadn't seen my parents properly in, I don't know, 10 months. Mm. So I saw them twice since March. Mm. And for then it was only for like an hour or half a day. Yeah. So I didn't really mind yeah. because it was just making up for lost time with them, really. So it was really nice that it was just the three of us. And most people in my life who are close to me know I'm really close to my next door neighbors as well. So I still got to chat to them over the wall, mm. even if it was like five meters apart, we could still shout over the wall, which is quite nice. Mm. But all in all, I didn't really mind too much. But yeah, like it, like you said correctly, it was nice just to switch off and like be with my family be with my parents I literally said to them don't know when I'm gonna see you next just don't know it's still very unpredictable we're still very much a worrying situation in the UK and for many other countries around the world so 
I hope everybody out there listening is keeping safe, obviously protecting themselves, protecting the people that they love and just trying their best to keep plowing forwards. And that's why we were so keen to get back into season two to start the podcast up again, because so many people are thinking the same way we are. So we really wanted to, again, share our thoughts, get that community up and running again. So people know that then they're not alone. They're not the only ones thinking these things that they can always reach out to me and Aish whenever. Yeah, it's so true. And I think in terms of us now going into 2021 with kind of, you know, very similar feelings towards how it was at the end of 2020, I think loads of people were expecting at the end of 2020 that, you know, 2021 will kind of bring a new age like a new time but COVID's not going away anytime soon and to be honest like I was saying to you before Ronza I feel like we've just come full circle like from last March I feel like we've just done a full 360 and we're back where we started I know that there's a lot more testing going on and the vaccine's out like I do know that and it just it does kind of give some people some hope but I don't know for me because I work with children and I work in a school the lockdown is kind of more restricted than ever and it's affecting a lot of our teaching. So in terms of that, everyone is still struggling a huge amount. Yeah. But I think it's become like, oh, it's been 10 months now. <sighs> to be honest, I just kind of feel like it's the new normal, like working from home, distance learning, online, like all the stuff that we were doing online. I just feel like now I'm just so used to it. It doesn't even phase me. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Like it's Like you said, it has become the new normal and you know, it has made businesses, schools, learning, it has made every institution, every company reflect on what they're currently doing to whether they need to pay thousands of pounds for rent in a central London office. Completely, yeah. So it's made everybody think, take stock, not only in their personal lives, but also as a business, if you are a CEO, if you are a business owner, new opportunities, but if things aren't going to work, what are you going to do to turn things around? Yeah, completely. And also, I think I've also tried to go into the new year, like looking at everything with a silver lining. Like I have probably, no, not probably, I have saved loads of money simply because I'm not going out. I'm not going out and I bought a lot less presents than I normally would have just for family and friends in general over Christmas. And just generally like stuff like eating out, travel money. Like I've saved so much and it was probably the year to do that because we had quite a financially tough year anyway. So I don't know, just thinking about kind of like the positives going into this year and kind of hoping that there is light at the end of the tunnel, which there is, you know, there is, but it's just going to take a lot more time than we thought to get there. Yeah. But we're getting there. Slow steps, baby steps. Definitely. And I mean, this is a thing, like, we, I think we've definitely recognised in the past that we are definitely in a privileged position. We're not as deprived as some people. Obviously, there's the whole school meal debate mm-hmm. going on at the moment where oh yes, families are really struggling to feed their family. They're struggling to teach a family of four while also trying to do a full-time job potentially at home or if they're key workers. Hopefully, the schools are allowing them to have their children in school with their key workers but if they're not Mm. imagine I just couldn't imagine it and like my my thoughts go out to everybody who is in this situation and hopefully you know things will be easier but at the same time a lot of families have also said it's been great to spend that time with their kids watch them have their first steps or grow up you know what I mean they have Mm -hmm. been forced to be at home with their kids when ordinarily they might have been out in the working world so like you said, there's pros and cons of everything. And I think for us in particular, we've had so many new ideas. We've been able to do things that we weren't able to do due to 
sorry, there's been loads of things that we've been able to do as a result of being at home, being unemployed for a short and slightly longer period of time for some. Mm -hmm. So there's so many new things that we've been able to tap into and achieve. And yeah, I, I'm grateful for the time I've had, like the shows I've watched, the movies, I've started reading. Like, I just feel I've grown in terms of what I've acquired in terms of learning more than anything. Mm -hmm. I've just learned so much and I'm just a lot more grateful and at peace with myself. Yeah. There's a lot of learning about myself, what I want, what I want to achieve. And to be fair, I feel like we're slightly different in this respect where we both used to be like, go, 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 need to achieve goal setting. And it's something we have touched on in a previous episode. But now I'm just like, I'm at peace where I, where I am right now. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I need to go out and achieve like I used to be. I used to be so competitive. I need to be the best at this. I need to be the first to do this. I need to get the best grades. I need to get to a good uni. Now I'm just like, I'm so at peace. And I was just grateful to get a job at the end of the day, let alone anything else. So I'm at a time in my life where I am at peace with where I am right now. And it's something that we need to touch on at some point because travel is both of our passions and it's something that we're like putting on pause to talk about because yeah that we're just waiting for the right moment to talk about travel and having a few travel episodes but travel is my ultimate goal in life in terms of where I want to spend all my money I don't spend it on anything else so I've been saving all this money to travel the world one day when we can for me, I'm just happy that, you know, sometime in the future, this will come again. And I feel more appreciative of what I've got. And if and when I can travel in the next year or so that I'm going to be grateful for. And I'm just really content in summary. In summary, <laughs> in conclusion, I am happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it sucks. I don't get to see my parents that often. It sucks. I haven't seen my best friends. I haven't seen my best friend in over a year now. But my life can still continue. We can still be on Skype, be on Zoom, call, you know. I I know eventually light is at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I am really positive with the year going forward. Despite things being really, really tricky, I'm just doing my bit for the community. I'm staying at home. You know, I'm keeping myself safe, keeping my loved ones safe. Mm-hmm, definitely. And um, I don't know if you heard, guys, like a few minutes ago, spoiler alert, <laughs> already said it but coming on to positive things so Yvonne do you want to expand a little bit on your positive news that you mentioned a few minutes ago yeah I, I guess I kind of forgot that we have yet to mention it <laughs> spoiler alert um, Yvonne got a job podcast. <laughs> um, but I mean something that has been a running theme throughout this podcast throughout the whole of last year is I was unemployed for I think it was nine, nine, nine or ten, ten months, months at the end, yeah. throughout the whole of the year. So since the end of March. And finally, so I started my new job on the 30th of November last year. Woo! So by the time this episode gets released, it will be almost two months, which That's is absolutely crazy. insane. That's gone so fast. It's gone so fast. And obviously Christmas and New Year is always a bit of a acceleration anyway, because mm you don't work as much as you would normally throughout the year. So I feel like working and being able to start my role over over the Christmas period or close to Christmas meant that I haven't actually been working as much as I you would do ordinarily when you start a role. But I currently work for a language company. So it specializes in translation, interpretation and transcription. And my role is recruitment coordinator. 
So I am hiring for head office roles, but also any freelancers. So if anybody speaks two languages, English, and is fluent in another language, I also recruit them. So get them on board, have face-to-face -face Zoom interviews, get all the paperwork set up so they can become part of our freelance pool. So then if somebody needs an interpreting call or needs something translated, then we have a really great pool of freelancers readily available to help us using their major language skills. So that's what I'm currently doing. But because the company is growing so fast, that could change quite quickly. So I've mm -hmm. already been asked to do quite a few different projects and responsibilities. So I have a feeling my role will change a little bit in the coming months, but I'm loving it so far. It's a language company, which I did a languages degree. If anybody didn't already know, both me and Aisha did do languages degree. So anything that involves the language industry, we are obviously going to be jumping for because one, we like it. And two, we have a degree in it. So <laughs> it's good to put it to use. Definitely. And second of all, again, I may have mentioned it a couple of times periodically in episodes, but I set up a recruitment service on Fiverr where I was helping people proofread and edit their CVs. Anybody who told me they were looking for work, I said, look, just let me know. I'll keep an eye on my inbox if anything stands out that I think I might be able to send your way that isn't suitable for myself. And also, hopefully quite a few of you have seen the, the community job page that Aisha and I set up on Life's a Playground on Aisha's website, which has gone phenomenally well. So many people have given Aisha so much good feedback on yeah. how much it's helped them either to apply for jobs on job boards that nobody has ever heard of before. So true. Because me and Aisha were unemployed for quite a long period of time between us, we kind of cultivated all of our research, all of our information and put it out there to help other people. So for me, languages plus recruitment was honestly like a match made in heaven. So that's why I'm really loving my job and I'm thankful that I get to work from home. Mm -hmm. So I get to be safe and well at home until obviously things die down a little bit as well. Yeah. So that's an, a big reason why I found content at the moment as well, because now I'm not just sitting at home, I'm sitting at home and getting paid for it, basically. Oh, yeah. It makes, I think it makes such a huge, huge difference when you know there's money coming in, like financial stress, financial pressure is just, it can literally flip your life upside down. And just, I think it's just that peace of mind, the fact that you're working towards something, there's money coming in for it. It's just a completely different feeling altogether. And I'm sure you would join me guys in congratulating Yvonne. We actually would have mentioned this at the end of last year, but because we haven't managed to record another episode, it's why it's taken us so late to announce it. But like Yvonne said, you'll know that it's been a running theme throughout I mean, since we started the podcast last year, yeah. we've talked a lot about our job searches. And I think for you, Yvonne, it just shows that you you waited until the right role for you came along. And I think this is a really important message, guys, that even though you are, you know, you may be getting a job offer, you may be getting job rejections, or you're getting things coming up in your inbox that, you know, look suitable in terms of the role, but maybe the salary isn't, you know, high enough, or the location isn't right. Like, it's important to hold on, it's important to wait for something that you feel comfortable in that's right for you because as well as the company choosing you you need to choose the company like it's it's Definitely. it's a two-way street it's a two-way street and culture company culture is so so important but I don't know Ron, do you think it's weird because I technically started her on lockdown you started her on lockdown I know one of my other really good friends started her job in lockdown do you think it's so weird that that social aspect is missing like 
I just feel like, because, you know, even little things like socials, like the Christmas party we didn't get to have. Yeah. It's just so weird not having this social aspect, especially in a company that's quite small where you should actually get to know everyone very, very quickly. It just takes a lot longer to to settle in. I know my friend said that she, that was the biggest thing that she was struggling with. The role was fine, but she didn't know her team. Like she yeah. only met them over like Zoom for the first time. It's so weird. So I got lucky in that I went into the office for the first two weeks. Oh, cool. That's so good. I was lucky enough to meet my team. Meet, and there's, I think there's like 30 people in the company. So it's a really small company. So I was lucky enough to meet everybody, mm. get like a really warm induction. I had a really great first two weeks. Both of us are very much social people, Aish, aren't we? So I miss that. To be able to have that face-to-face, yeah. exactly face-to-face contact is really important so I feel like I had a bit of a field day for two weeks obviously trying to meet as many people as possible so I was lucky that I could I could meet them so I know them so I feel like I have built those relationships slightly quicker than those who haven't but I know so many people that again like your friend as well somebody that listens to this podcast I know she'll say that she's really struggled in a huge corporate company in London big companies are probably worse actually because it's just you're a little fish in a massive pond exactly so I can't imagine how hard it must be but also it was very strange thinking yeah right now it would be quite nice to go to the pub or go I don't know bowl, like something team building yeah good for a meal exactly even a meal for lunch yeah and there's a very especially in the work we've done or in the companies we worked in there's there's work and I think it's true for all companies but there's work and then there's being social outside of work you have very different conversations you don't want to be caught by your boss like talking in the kitchen about random stuff you know yeah so you try to keep it as professional as possible and keep the out of work chats for when you do go on these pub nights these meals and things like that so you know I completely understand and I appreciate how hard it must be for people who haven't had the opportunity to socialize yeah and yeah like you said I mean I am partly lucky as well working in education where obviously you know it has been ongoing and because of the type of education I'm in face-to-face learning is necessary it's obligatory for the role so I luckily have been going in obviously taking all of the safety precautions etc but it's only now that we're taking a lot more precautions based on the number of cases that are now unfortunately rising so that's had a huge huge impact but I honestly I don't know how people have done it in terms of because you've got your office set up at home but I think part of the reason why I love going to work is to see people at work like you can do the work anywhere especially if it's computer work like you can do it from home but it's there's the whole point I don't know it's the whole point of how fun it is you know like if you've got a good team it makes the huge difference like that's the reason why we loved where we worked when we worked yeah because we were all just mates working in a team you go in for your colleagues your team but also the kids as well and I absolutely love like interacting with the kids and the parents it's definitely not the same and you motivate each other you encourage each other there's a vibe when there's more of you and when especially when when your team is ace like when you've got a really really supportive team it's just a vibe like even just going for coffee breaks tea breaks like it's part of your social life to be perfectly honest and I think with that just coming to a standstill was just so hard yeah our biggest excitement was going to Greg's at two o'clock on a (sighs) weekday afternoon that's that sausage roll and donut oh that was like the highlight of everyone's day got me through mate got me through that sausage roll exactly that's all that matters and then the excitement built you know coming up to christmas when they had all of their festive drinks come out 
that was the highlight of the year. Exactly. You know, this is what working's all about, is waiting for the, the little things throughout the year that happen or throughout the day. If we knew there was a quarterly competition, I remember singing New York, New York and doing the can-can in the middle of yes. the centre. And you can't do that at home on Zoom. You could, but it wouldn't be as effective. Literally. Even like, so at the end of last year, we even though we didn't have a Christmas party, so we, we still did a secret Santa amongst the team, but it just wasn't the same because there was a maximum number of people in each room and everyone was on Zoom. <laughs> so everyone was opening up their presents on Zoom. And That's it's so tragic. It was so sad. It just made me so sad. And even the Christmas meal. So even though I wasn't there, everyone had to be split off into their groups, into their classes, basically. Oh. So you only had like four people in each room eating like their Christmas meal. It just takes the fun out of it. I mean, yeah, you can still Zoom, but things like Christmas, parties, social events, you just want to be together. But like we said, we're hoping that as this year has started on a few highs, a few lows, but we're hoping that there's going to be more highs to come where we will, we will get these chances. Well, one high I really wanted to bring up. So by the time this episode gets released, Trump will be out of office. This is true. This is very this true. This is something we have to remember. 2020 allowed us a change in president. Although, obviously, we're not in the United States. We are in the UK. Relations, I think we said this before, relations between the two countries are really important. But also for anybody living in America, you just wish the best for them. And yes, him coming out of office, we obviously know that the riots happened at the beginning of this year, which were actually like disgusting to watch. It was awful to know that his legacy is still having an impact on what's going on in America, despite him being one foot out the door. So I pray that everything goes well. So guys, we're recording this on the 17th of December. So we're three January. days from inauguration. Inauguration. That's another word I can't say. What was the other one? <laughs> you also said it was December, but it's not, guys. It's January, just FYI. Oh, my we God. Haven't, we what? haven't gone back a month. What did I say? It's the 17th of December. No. <laughs> definitely... <laughs> to be fair, one of my friends said to me, happy 2020. And I was like, wait. You know what? So many people said that by accident. We're not going I ha- back. Yeah, I had to, I had no, to take a full 17th rewind. 17th of January. 2021 inauguration is three days away three so days. yeah i pray and hope that everything does go well mm-hmm. for the people of america and nothing does kick off but that is one highlight we've got light at the end of the tunnel in terms of one of the most powerful leaders in the world it just made me so happy when he got banned from social media <laughs> you have also, got to be pretty also, bad the, the the comeback was but he's still in charge of like the nuclear button. So for now, for now, <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, he, he can't tweet or post on any social media, but he could still press another very important button. But you know, it's crazy that we're both here saying that we're hoping that, you know, things are going, going to happen positively in America, et cetera, et cetera. But it's scary that these riots have shown just how many supporters there are. Like he is still, he is still certain He's still so certain that all of the results were rigged because he because it's true. He has so much support over there. And he, ha- he has a lot of power. Yeah. And obviously it wasn't a landslide victory by any means. Like it was down to the wire until those postal votes came in. And in my perspective, so people went out and voted on the day if they were Trump supporters. So of course, all of their votes were counted immediately. 
the reason why Biden's voters or the Biden's votes came in later is not because it was rigged, it's because they all stayed at home and voted like good citizens because they don't want to spread the virus. So they stayed at home, did the postal vote. Of course, the postal vote isn't going to come in immediately. That's just my theory. That's just what I think. No, it's a valid theory. Also, it's it's shocking that world leaders and relatives of world leaders are still going out without a mask. <coughs> Boris Johnson, <coughs> his dad. <coughs> It's oh, like geez. I'm sorry. What's going on? Have you have you completely not realised what's happened within the past year? And these are Did world leaders. What he also applied for a French passport. <laughs> does he have French? Does he have rights to French? I don't know what his ancestry is like, but you know this whole campaign for Brexit kind of started because Boris threw his toys out of the pram and was like, "No, let's back Brexit," and. Uh, his dad is applying for a flipping passport to make sure he's obviously able to go to Europe freely. So oh I just God. can't deal with the amount of hypocrisy. It's disgusting. That's worse than me trying to prove my Belgian citizenship, even though I was only there for six months as a baby. Oh, mate, can you do that? <laughs> well, I did research this thoroughly because someone from work told me that their sons had applied for Polish citizenship because they were born in Poland. And I technically was born in Belgium. However, wow. both my parents were British and they registered me at the British embassy and not the Belgian embassy. If they had registered me at the Belgian embassy, I think I would have been able to claim it. But I'm still going to I'm still going to try. You need to have serious words with them. That I was seriously do. a mistake that has led 25 years later to complete another destruction of my yeah. life. Yeah. And I am just sitting here like whiter than white, like can't go anywhere. It's just so tragic. I don't understand what has happened to the world that it's in this situation. But it's okay because I don't know if you've read, I don't know if actually any of you guys out there have read about the new travel laws under Brexit. I kind of read it, but not in, I, I just kind of saw that, okay, we don't need a visa until 2022. 2022. And you have to pay like a yearly fee for the visa. Please enlighten me, Aisha, because obviously I don't really do, I've never had to deal with visas and I don't really oh. care about travel restrictions until I have to get there. You know, the only place I'm going to be traveling to in the next few months or year is probably going to be Wales, where my other half's parents live. So tell us, what's the sitch? Well, I mean, I this is all um, kind of up in the air still, I think. But if anyone who's read my blog, you'll know that I'm an absolute expert on visas because I had the absolute freedom of moving around to anywhere I wanted to until I married someone without a British passport. Bless his soul. <laughs> he'll listen to this. He, he'll, he'll be fine. He knows how, how difficult he is. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Um, he said he only married me for passport anyway, so it's fine. We're even. Exactly. Exactly. So until I married him, I was free as a bird. And then I realized that actually Pakistani nationals can't travel anywhere without a visa. So this is when I had to really plan my holidays more carefully. But then COVID happened anyway, so it was fine. However, so the 90, 180 day rule still applies. So this is uh, very similar to the Shenzhen visa, which is what he had to apply for because we wanted to go to Europe. So basically, there's a maximum number of days that you can stay in any European country. Which is 90, right? Yeah. And you have to apply for separate visas if you're going for business or if you're going for kind of anything else. And there is a fixed fee that you have to pay at the beginning of the year. 
or you pay kind of, I think it's either you pay that or you pay as you go. And then you, it's an, I think it's an e-visa or a digital visa, but you have to buy the visa before you go. So you, you can't just go like we used to before, like we just go across to France, go across to Spain. You have to get the visa. Is this now or is this 2022? This is, this, so this is 2022. So for this year, to be honest, I don't know if anyone's going to be going anywhere anyway this year, but for 2022, these rules are going to come into place. And we also have to queue in the... It's going to be really sad that we have to queue in the non-EU and that's going to be so so long. long. (laughs) So that's definitely coming into place, unfortunately. I just feel like we're going to get laughed at by like every European in the European queue. I mean, they've already been laughing at us for the past four and a half years, so nothing's really going to change that. That's true. The sad but true fact. But the the thing I did read that is uh, a positive, it's that it's not going to it's not going to be a long process. So you'll literally get the visa. If there's no problems and, you know, you've been a British citizen for how many years, you'll literally be able to get the visa within like five to 10 minutes. It's the same as America then. Yeah. To get a US visa, it's like £14 and you get it within the hour or something. Yeah, same as Turkey, pretty much, e-visa. Right. So So it's just an additional cost and a small additional bit of paperwork. Basically, all Brexit has done is made everything more expensive. Thank you, Boris. Right. That's literally what's happened. I don't know if it's affected anything that you're doing at work, but one of the whole reasons why I got employed, so maybe I should be slightly thankful, that there's a whole like new compliance that we've got to follow and so many new rules and things that we need to follow now at work, which all businesses have to do anyway. Like apparently to be able to send like a small parcel abroad for a business, it's like way more expensive way more paperwork and it's probably not even worth the cost of your really small business so that sucks but for us there's like a whole compliance thing where anybody for example we hire abroad they have to go through extra checks yeah it's affected trade loads like even european food products the tax on those is just going to go up yeah. because it's going to just going to cost more to deliver and import and export so for all of our generation, what what is the impact? Everything's just become more cost. That's literally the direct impact of it. And it, it just becomes very difficult to travel freely. Like, you know how you used to yeah. travel freely before? Just not plan, just kind of go wherever and see what happens. It's just not and possible And I think we anymore. definitely took that for granted. Oh, we so did. And now we've got a, we've essentially got a planet as if we were going to anywhere else in the yeah. world. But now to go an hour across the road essentially, because France is literally on our doorstep. Yeah. We've got to think about these things. Such a shame. Which, yeah, it is a, it is a shame because not even as like a selfish perspective as a, as a traveller, but also so many of these, especially small towns in, in the north of France, relied on British tourists coming to visit mm-hmm. them. And now they're just going to be put off. I'd rather pay a little bit extra to not go to Europe. Yeah. If it's going to be the same process and the same ag, why not go elsewhere and it's not like we're not going to do it of course we will pay the extra if we want to travel etc etc but it just becomes that much harder and it's just unnecessary it's just unnecessary we were literally able to do this freely for 20 what 25 years i just think it's so sad i find really sad is the opportunities such as erasmus yeah exactly uh, are going to be affected and i think we said before one of the best experiences of our life was living abroad and being able to one obviously travel freely when we were abroad as well Mm. but also being able to be funded to go and live there was as part of our degree was one of the best times so it's such a shame that younger people aren't going to be able to have that opportunity I think we're going to do a full podcast episode on traveling abroad and living abroad for anyone 
I'm going to say for anyone who's interested in, I know it's, I don't even know if it's going to be possible now, but it's just, I guess, good to get a few insights. If you are thinking about doing something abroad during uni or college, or even just doing it out of your own pocket, like it's just so worth it. But we will chat about that in a lot more detail. I think it still will be possible. But like you said, it's it's going to be out of your own pocket, most likely. But again, we're still unsure about COVID. So it's definitely a wait and see, one wait and see kind of situation on whether we can actually be doing these things this year. And also on when we can drop these type of podcasts, because as much as we love to talk about travel 24 seven, we're just waiting for the right time. I feel like, I feel like one end is like Brexit and the other end is COVID. And it's just like, pushed us into this corner where there's like no escape yeah we're like backed up in a corner oh England and it's so funny because so I always used to complain to Rahan so we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot more about this but me and Rahan were long distance for ages and I always used to complain to him about the fact that I'm in England and I haven't been on a holiday anywhere in so long and obviously I know I'm talking from such a privileged position here and I realize that now but back then I was like oh all I want to do is travel I want to go on holiday I haven't been on holiday and I've been out of England for three weeks and he was like you're in England like it's such a great country like why do you want to go abroad so often it's just a waste of money and blah 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 since he's lived here <laughs> and it's only it's, now he gets it's not it. even been two years now he's like just need to get out of England. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yes. yes. See, <laughs> he's slowly becoming British. Yeah, slowly chipping away at his soul. <sighs> Bless him. He's uh, he's wanted to go back home for a while now, but just with everything going on, it's it's not going to happen anytime soon. But I'm just glad that he now sees the perspective of the British people. Yeah. Also important, I think, for British people to do just to get out. I feel like we're in a bubble here if you've never travelled. I feel like maybe that's like that in the US as well, when you've just never travelled out of the country. But it's important just just to become more cultured, to learn new experiences, become less ignorant as well of other religions, cultures, languages, just the way people live. It's a completely different world. There's still so much that we need to learn as well. And so much from talking to Aish about what goes on in Pakistan for example through this podcast I'm learning so much more about Mm. and that's one of the reasons why we want to talk about like the culture clashes between me and Aisha so much and that's one something that we've been praised for and we've had a lot of feedback about so watch this space guys because we're hoping to have a guest on over the next couple of weeks so excited who might be able to yeah who might be able to open that door even wider for us let's say so we've got a really exciting couple of months ahead we've already planned out who we want on as guests what topics we want to cover anything we didn't get to cover last year we're going to cover this year and of course please do get in touch with any topics that you want us to discuss we've got so many still on our to-do list that we're going to bring to you over the next couple of months so please do continue to stay tuned give us feedback keep up with the support and suggestions and as always thank you so much for listening and of course please stay safe the light is at the end of the tunnel definitely and i hope everyone stays safe and stays happy and we will be back very very soon with another episode so stay tuned thanks guys bye